Blog Talk Radio. Radio show. I'm your host, Mr. G.R. Hartnell. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we have a wonderful show for you tonight, and um, a show that I really wanted to bring to you guys, uh, dealing with the aftermath, unfortunately, of uh, a dear brother, uh, Stefan, Stefan Clark, who, who died a few days ago out in Sacramento, California. Uh, he was uh, shot, uh, gunned down by two police o- two police officers, uh, one being a white police officer and the other being an African-American police officer. And um, the um, final report came out today on his killing and the fact that they shot at him 20 times and they hit him eight times, but out of the eight times, uh, he was shot six times in the back. Uh, and yet the police officers, uh, they muted. As I, as I spoke about this a few days ago on my last show, the police officers uh, muted their, uh, the audio, um, and in their report they said that he was uh, coming towards them with what they thought was a gun. And again, now the autopsy and the, the uh, coroner, uh, the brother who, uh, who um, was the head of the, uh, uh, the CT uh, for the NFL, uh, that that brother, um, this, this well-known doctor, the, the African brother, uh, he revealed that he was shot uh, six times in the back, once in the side, and then uh, and, and his uh, lower leg as well. As he was already on the ground, he was shot. Travesty that he is, man. I mean, this is this is this is amazing. And 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 in the same week. We hear about Alton, Alton Sterling uh, officers, the police officers who, uh, back in 2015, who murdered uh, Alton Sterling in New Orleans uh, at a convenience store. He was selling uh, uh, DVDs, and um, when the police arrived, um, they tased him first, and then he went to the ground, but he got back up, and as soon as he, he rose back up, the police knocked him down. And they secured him his hands. They had both his hands. Uh, one cop had, had had a hand on his knee, and the, co- and the other cop had a hand on his knee. But while they had him down, uh, when they were begin to search him, uh, Altoran yelled out that he that he he had a gun. And when they heard gun gun, uh, they began to even though even though they had his hands down, uh, they began to shoot him. And today, um, 
yesterday, I'm sorry, the district attorney and the attorney general of Louisiana decided not to file charges on these two officers, and yet the police chief today, an African-American police chief, he fired uh, one of them, and then he suspended the other police officer from from the shooting because they they did not follow uh, the police uh, procedure uh, in in arresting the individual. So the question today is, there are niggas, and then there are gods. Uh, which one are you? And I heard I heard that from our dear brother uh, Wesley Mohammed, Doctor Wesley Mohammed of the Nation of Islam. He's the second in command um, behind our dear Minister uh, Honorable Minister Farrakhan. I heard Doctor Wesley Mohammed uh, several months ago. He was on the Breakfast Club, and he was talking about um, black men. And how and and when he learned that that he was a god, and how that changed his life, because he was an atheist in the beginning, and um, from him learning and understanding uh, about Jesus and how Jesus didn't teach Christianity and so forth, uh, he was able to understand that you got to choose, man. And as he spoke in, spoke on, on the Breakfast Club about you know how Jesus. Uh, he un, un he, he loosed the ass and the donkey. You have to understand. You got a choice, man. You can either be a nigger or you gonna rise and be a god. Because from Alton Alton Sterling, uh the Stephen Clark, our dear brother, uh, Sandra Bland, the wonderful uh, sister that, that died in uh, Maryland, um uh Corinne, I can't think of her last name right now, um a Corinne, oh my God! But um, that sister who died uh, with a son sitting next to her, and on and on, man, Tamir Rice and so forth. You look at what's happening with black people, and I think it was on Wednesday. Sarah, uh, Sarah Sanders, the um, White House uh, press secretary, uh, when they asked her the question about these killings of. Uh, black men and women, and black and brown, but particularly black men and uh, women, this fool uh, had the nerve to say that the president feels like it, it's a local it's a local issue. When the media even told her, you're talking about Louisiana, Ohio, California, Texas, you're talking about multitudes of states, Minnesota, Philando Castile, and they told her that this was a national issue. What you must understand, people, because so many black folks, what really bothers me are the, Christ, the black Christian folks who pretend that, well, it ain't happened to me, so God got me. I'm blessed. And that understanding that they're trying to kill your legacy, meaning your children. Are you bragging about, oh, oh, she's in cello now. Oh, look at she, she's dancing at three. Baby, baby, this is an all-out war. This is warfare. It's not a game. You can't keep ignoring this shit and worrying about your damn brand. 
and trying to be some some Trent uh, what the brother name Trent Williams uh, or some Tony Robinsons uh, or, 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 or what's the sister name uh, uh, Lisa, Lisa Nichols and shit. Pardon my French. You got to wake the hell up, man. These these people are trying to kill us. And Dr. Amos Wil- Wilson told you this back in the eighties. This is not a game. And you can't you can't close your eyes tight and pray real hard, and it's going to go away. People are dying, unarmed, for the most part, and they are dying daily. There was a, a, a incident at a school recently that a teacher. A principal, I'm sorry, had the nerve to cut off this girl locks in her hair. The girl, young girl had locks in this principal. Cut off the girl hair. I'm sorry, it, it, it was a boy, I'm sorry. Cut off the boy's hair while he was in school. It was a female, young girl, who... um had permission to leave school early, yet the police picked her up and held her in a cell for seven hours. These are babies under 14, by the way. A white principal cuts off this boy's hair, his locks. White cop handcuffed. I'm sorry, she was handcuffed too, by the way. She wasn't just down there. They had a handcuff for seven damn hours. This is not a game. This is not a game. You cannot no longer go, go to your mega church and, and pray and, and think you tithing and seed and, and harvest and all that old bullshit you, 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 you run around pretending to do. Fifty years after slavery, black folk wasn't going to church. Wasn't no damn church. With a handful of churches, but you wouldn't go to no damn church. You had each other. And you had God. And what did you do 50 years after slavery? You built Wilmington. You built Wall Street. And I'm so tired of people telling y'all, boys, Watkins, all of them, and, 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 you know, you want to hang around successful people. All these people didn't have a damn thing. The devil is a life. They had God. They had synergy. They had each other. Stop thinking you, you, you got to hang around with somebody. That, that's a white man's mentality. They hell, I want to I do what they do. You want to hang around people that got money and do what? Live in a white neighborhood, buy a European uh, a car, send my school, my, my children to, to, to a white-ass uh, a private school. You're not doing a damn thing for your people. Oh, your God. And that's why I, I, I asked you in the beginning, you going to be a nigger or you going to be a God? Because the nigger complies. He does what the world do. This world was not created for a black woman or a black man, period. 
You're living in, you're living their lives every day. Even if you, you sit there on a boat on a yacht, you in Tahiti right now smiling, drinking a mimosa. You are living their lives, but they expect you to live, and you have boundaries to that shit. You have boundaries. You think Jay Z and Beyonce want, want to go on a tour right now? She has dropped two damn babies, two twins. They ain't even one years old. They talking about some on the on the run tour uh, part two. Them Jones got them out there running their ass around, getting that money. That's why. That's what they never took like five years or six years like, like Janet did. Janet can take off five, six years, come back, and, and pick up where she left off. You know why? Because she, she, she sold her soul. Her and that jackass uh, husband of hers that y'all praise. Come on, foe, foe, foe. A damn, what a damn album going to do for me? You're going to buy the album, download the shit, and between him and the Jewish guy, that's on the, on the person making money. Name a school Jay-Z, Jay-Z opened up for anybody. Name one. You can't. Bragging about Marcy Projects. When they didn't move all the niggas out of Marcy Projects, he could have bought the damn Marcy Projects. And, re- and revamped it. Bought and sold. Either you're going to be a nigga in this lifetime or you're going to be a god. And that's what I did, brother Wesley Muhammad, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, was talking about on the Breakfast Club. He was talking about the truth, hearing the truth, telling the truth, and knowing the truth. Everything we, 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 we've we been taught thus far in our lifetimes has been a bold-faced lie. From our history, from our educational system, I don't care you went to a private school, Catholic school, public school, parochial school, that it's been a, a bold-faced lie. These folks have written themselves into history as being the, the great victors, and your black ass, oh, you were slave. But you had Martin Luther King. He had a dream. All a lie. All, all, all that's a lie. And what black folks must, must, ha- must understand and understand, even Dr. King said he was tired of damn marching. He said he was tired of fucking marching. Pardon my French. And that's when he began to boycott. But 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 the problem is, these parents today in their forties and fifties and sixties, they done got so bougie. They all on Facebook trying to look cute. You fifty years old, y'all on Facebook with with, with a, a new picture every damn day. Talking about verse of the day. And, and and yet your kids are so weak and so 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 easily born into society. When they had a busing uh, issue back in the 50s and 60s, they boycotted for a damn year. Some of the folks I heard walk 20 damn miles every damn day going to work boycotting the buses. So they finally won. Your black ass now, boycott Netflix. What did Charlemagne say? Man, hey, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't. I'm so crap. I'm no Netflix. You, you can't stick together for a damn thing. Here it is. They tell him, Monique, take it or shove it. Okay, 
Then they say, no, well, never mind, we ain't give you nothing. And then, then here comes Tiffany Haddish. She takes the money and say, thank you, master, thank you, master. She's the hottest thing right now since sliced bread. And she takes only $300,000 more. And like Louis Gossip Jr. said in his book, what, what, what one nigga won't do in Hollywood, another nigga will. And what that means is they don't have to, they don't have to pay uh, Samuel Jackson or Denzel Washington $50 million like they, they paid Robert Downey Jr. for a freaking Iron Man one damn movie, $50 fucking million. And yet, what the brother name that played in, played in Wakanda? Uh, I mean, Black Panther, uh, uh, Chasman, both. He got the most money. He got three million. Everybody else got under $100 million, $1 million, I'm sorry, $1 million under. This white boy got a $50 million for Iron Man. And Black Panther tripled that damn movie himself and still kicking his ass. Because we bow down so easy. We, give, we, 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 we don't stay together. So amazing, man. I'm going to take this quick break. And when I come back, I want to talk about being on code. The one thing black folks, they ain't never own, and that, that, that's, that's on code. White folks are on code every day, all, all day. And we just, we're never on code. And that's why we're losing this battle, people. We're losing this battle. I'm going to take this quick break, and I'll come be back in just a moment. The North Metro Atlanta Georgia area features professional hair care, skin care, and beauty supply products for all occasions. Located on the corner of Alpharetta Highway and Holcomb Bridge Road, PDNK provides hair care services for braiding, sewing, corn roll, and much, much more. Call today and make an appointment, or stop by and see us. One people, one community. Hair, hair, and what hair? PDNK Beauty Supply, designed with you in mind. Family owned and operated, God driven. Thank you. I'm tired of marching. Tired of marching for something that should have been mine at first. I don't mind paying. I don't mind saying to you tonight that I'm tired of the tension surrounding our days. I don't mind saying to you tonight that I'm tired of living every day under the threat of death. I have no moral complex. I want to live as long as anybody in this building tonight. And sometimes I begin to doubt whether I'm going to make it through. I must confess I'm tired. You know that our dear brother, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, a speech he had did uh, back in 1968. He was just talking about he was tired, man. He was tired of all the marching, and because that's what they're doing, that's what they're doing in in in, um, in Sacramento. They're bragging about how they're stopping the, the traffic and so on and so forth. Let me tell you something. You're not gonna hurt these people. You might you might inconvenience them. But the ones 
that you need to hurt are sitting high in Park Avenue and in them high rises. So they sit there and look at that stuff. They're like, oh, okay, oh, oh, oh my God, they're marching again. It does nothing, man. What should happen now? Because what we're seeing with, with, with the police brutality, and not just police brutality, like I said, young boy gets his, I mean, how, how, how can you, you have the gall to cut somebody's son a locks a dress out of his hair while he's in school and then detain a, a 14-year-old girl for seven hours in handcuffs and they took several hours to call her, call her mother to let her know where she was but had a handcuff down there like a criminal. They just do what the hell they want to do. And, and thank God for Donald Trump, because Donald Trump has exposed white people to the ninth power. We know now how the majority world sees us. And I've said this forever. Everybody has got some type of reparations for being done wrong. Jews got it. I don't know why. For the Holocaust, because we didn't, we didn't do anything to them. Hell, even the, may God rest his soul, even the late Billy Graham was like, damn, what what, what we giving the money for? They're killing us. We get billions of dollars a year? The Indians got their money? Uh, uh, Japan got their money? Everybody got has got some type of reparations Back to something dealing with America, and the reason why you, you won't get a spoon, a plastic spoon, because of slavery, because they know they would owe you every damn thing they got. America would be owned by Africa, especially post-slavery. Many folks have said slavery didn't end in some, in some counties until, until the 60s. So amazing. These people are serious. And they call themselves smart. I'm smart. Vote for me because I'm smart. You've got to be a fucking demon to think that you, you can snatch a human being that God created for himself alone. And you go and enslave him to serve you forever. Think about that type of mentality. Forever. And listen, all through history there's been slavery. But folks, folks would be enslaved and uh, uh, they would call them indentured servants. They would do their time, seven years at the max, and, and then they'd, they'd, be, they'd be set free. And even, and even in captivity, I think it was every 50 years they got set free. They called that Jubilee. They weren't raped. They weren't beaten. They worked off their debt or whatever, what have you. And many times, uh, the people who enslaved them, they were marrying them. But these motherfuckers, yeah, they, I mean, they, they, these Europeans, these white folks, oh, they want to burn you alive, hang you, cut your dingling off. Cut your penis off. Cut your nipples off. 
Huh? Drag you down the road like they did, did that brother, uh, uh, that, that brother Bird down there in Texas till his head came off. James Bird, the most diabolical people you've ever, we've ever had in the history, and they are furious. They hide behind that Trump shit, but they are furious that they they, they no longer can own your ass and rape you and kill you. At their leisure, because that made them feel part of society. Because let, 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 let's be reminded, they wrote themselves in, the, in history. They don't really know their, their true history. They created the Bible for themselves to write themselves into history. Racism, white supremacy, is a disease. Even Einstein said it. It's a freaking disease. And that's why you see all people, black, brown, green, yellow, committing heinous crimes because, because it, it spreads like wildfire, fire. But it's created by that white European devil. Let's check out what, what, what Jane Elliott says about racism. This is our sister Jane Elliott, uh, a, a white um, a psychologist and, and professor. Who goes around speaking to white folks about racism? We hate because we're taught to hate. We hate because we're ignorant. We're the product of ignorant people who have been taught an ignorant thing, which is that there are four or five different races. There are not four or five different races. There's only one race on the face of the earth, and we're all members of that race, the human race. But we, but we have separated people into races so that some of us can see ourselves as superior to the others. We thought it would work, I guess. It hasn't worked. It has been bad for everyone. So it's time to get over this business. There is no gene for racism. There's no gene for bigotry. You're not born a bigot. You have to learn to be a bigot. Anything you learn, you can unlearn. It's time to unlearn our bigotry. It's time to get over this thing, and we best get over it pretty soon. I'm an educator, and it's my business as an educator to lead, to lead people out of ignorance, the ignorance of thinking that you're better or worse than someone else because of the amount of a pigment in your skin. Pigmentation in your skin has nothing to do with intelligence or with your worth as a human being. It's time to get over that. That's so amazing. That's how I build Sister Jane Elliott. And, and, and the amazing thing about that is, like she was saying, how do you how, how how do you think your skin color defines your brilliance when 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 before you got here there was there was over thousands of books already written in Kemet in Africa, all by African people. Already written. There was already a surgery being done. Vaccines being uh, uh, created. All this stuff was, was already done before the, right, the white race even set foot on this planet. And the, and the crazy part is none of the kids know this stuff for the, to, to a certain degree. Now when, they hit, when they hit these Harvard and Yale and Princeton, they find out then. They find the truth out then. But yet by, they, by that time, they know it doesn't matter because there's a damn thing they can do about it. Because they understand the game and the code. Black folks want black folks want to be like us, and that's the code. Black folks want to be like us when when, when when the truth is they're trying to be like you. What they do, 
all year long. Go out in the sun and go get tan. What do they, they, they kids listen to? Hip hop. How do kids talk? Slang. What do they wear? Hip hop gear. You gotta understand something. When these folks, when these folks first got here, the first thing they saw in Africa was people who were lean and fit, beautiful women, all types of colors, emeralds and rubies and 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 and, and, and big uh, pyramids. They saw beauty at its best. That's what they saw. And they've been trying to emulate that for themselves forever. Because they, they don't understand in, in their minds why did God give them all the, nat- all, all the natural resources in Africa and not us? Why, and why, why, we, why did we come out of, out of caves and damp, cold weather, and they came out of a beautiful, a, a beautiful tropical area. Thank you, deep man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let y'all listen to a little bit of um, Wesley Muhammad, man. This thing is really powerful. Of what he's talking about, and um, he's talking about uh, uh, gods. And um, I love, I love what he said. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this thing when he was on the Breakfast Club. This is our dear brother, uh, Wesley Muhammad. That spiritual power manifests itself through the black man. Mm-hmm. There is a power bigger than the flesh of the black man. But that spiritual power must manifest itself or convey itself through a physical conveyance. Mm-hmm. And it is an actual fact. It is a genetic fact, a biochemical fact, an archaeological fact a mathematical fact that the conveyor of that higher spiritual force, the most optimal or best or perfect conveyor of that higher spiritual force is the physical body of the black man. Mm-hmm. So, yes, there is a high spiritual force, but it is dependent on the body and the brain of the black man to manifest itself. Now, what do you think about the use of the N-word? We've been hearing a lot about it recently, and, and I think Oprah even said that she thinks that the word should just – nobody should ever use the word. What, what are your, your opinions on well, that? Well, it depends on how it's used. I don't – people who – if you listen to me long enough, you notice there's two things in whatever lecture I'm giving, no matter what I'm talking about. If I'm talking about scrambled eggs, there's two things you're going to hear in that lecture on scrambled eggs, the black God and the nigger. Now – both the black God is real and the nigger is real. I don't use nigger as a term of endearment nor right. as an assault, as an insult. But nigger is American white supremacy's creation. It's white America's Frankenstein. The nigger is real. The nigger was create God made man. The white man killed that man and remade him as the nigger. And so the nigger is a, an artificial creation that is causing havoc in the black community. So the nigger has to be identified. And as the last poet said, die, nigger, die. 
that's real, but we're not talking about killing black people. Just the opposite. President Donald Trump isn't the most immediate threat to black life. Nigger culture is the most immediate threat to black life. So the nigger is real. Nigger as an existing entity. Nigger as a scientific term, not nigger as a term of endearment or as an incident. Now, also, you you said you went to uh, Morehouse College, right? Yes, I did, brother. Dr. Um, Wesley Muhammad, uh, uh, defining what nigger is. And and, and like he said, the the, the most dangerous uh, person in the black community uh, is the nigger. And... and, um, and that and that can be uh, um, translated uh, into many things because if, if you're looking at uh, a Michael Jordan uh, who goes out and and does you know you know as an athlete yeah he he, he wins six uh, championship NBA championships and he does you know all these things on the court and and, and so on and so forth but yet when, when there when there are a multitude of injustices uh, this brother makes sure he he hides he, he I don't think he I think when something ever something pops off, either he hide or he he leaves, leaves the country because he don't want none, no he don't want no part of that. You know, and, and the same thing with with Bob, you know, BT Bob's Johnson. How you gonna be a how you gonna? I mean, he I mean, he don't own own BT anymore. But I'm saying, how you gonna be somebody that powerful? And and I never hear hear anything come out your damn mouth. That you don't say anything. Uh, about these types of issues, he didn't. He didn't just mean the nigga who go around robbing and killing and stealing. That's the obvious. You know he's a nigga. He's being exploited. But but my problem are the, the ones who 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 black folk Nene leaks. Oh look at Nene, Housewives of Atlanta. You you, you got these women that that's been on damn near ten twelve years. Making a mockery of black women, but call himself I'm a strong black woman, and making making hundreds of thousand dollars a year, acting a fool, and and they don't portray the black woman at all, but yet the black woman watches that stuff faithfully. I don't know what day it comes on, but but whenever it comes on, black women are watching that thing faithfully. That's why that's why it's been on so long. And again, they they try to and on the show it's so scripted. Yeah, you know they went to Africa one time and Puerto, you know, and, and things of that nature. And, and they're trying to pretend to care and to be positive, but people don't understand the, the, the severity, man, of, of, of this issue on how we're being attacked on all sides. And as they say in the Christian church, when the enemy comes in like a flood, black folk don't see that. You know, they're looking at one entity, but what they're saying is we're going to continue to kill you all through police brutality, um, uh, medical malpractice, because because we know the lack of health care. I think they say tens of thousands of people, African-Americans, die per year. Because they don't they don't have uh, health insurance, and nor are, are they getting the proper treatment. As a matter of fact, I'm gonna play this thing from this from this doctor, who breaks it down to you. 
dealing particularly about black women, because even Serena Williams almost died on the operating table uh, when she had her daughter, and um, she's doing a, a, uh, she's writing a book about it, but she's also doing an HBO, HBO special about uh, her ordeal uh, when having this baby. But but what I'm telling you is they're, they're coming at us at, on all sides, people. And we sit back, closing our eyes, tight as hell, and, 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 and all this faithful, oh, I love Jesus, and all this foolishness. And when we know Jesus, Jesus was a rebel, he never flashed, he never, oh, I love my father. No, he was busy working. And your ass ain't working. Your ass is branded. Therefore, you are the nigga that we speak of. I'm going to play this insert by, by, this, by this doctor and how black people are being treated in the hospital when they come in uh, with certain types of illnesses and heart attacks and things or how hospitals treat them. This is amazing. doctor, she's an Indian doctor, and she was talking to, uh, 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 to white doctors 
uh, I guess they, they were having this seminar, seminar, and she was explaining to them about how uh, African-American women uh, never get listened to. Like I said earlier, the same thing happened to Serena Williams, where she had to nearly force her doctor to do certain types of ex, uh, x-rays on her because she knew her body better than the doctor, and he finally did, and he found out that uh, she had several blood clots, and she, and, she, and she could have died from that. And, and again, people, they, they, they don't see us as humans. I don't care if you if you a billionaire or you are two dollar an hour a waitress, and that is and like she said, that's the mindset from the time they are born. Minorities, and that that word means minor, meaning you can't think for yourself. So you need somebody, an adult, to think for you. In this, in this case, you need, you, need, you need a white person to think for you because you are a mi- minority. Again, diabolical. I'm going to end with this insert by our dear brother, Dr. Uh, Dr. Wesley Muhammad, again on The Breakfast Club. And thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys were inspired by this show, man. And, and, and let me tell you, we got to begin to boycott, boycott all of New Orleans, they, they ought to cancel that damn Essence Festival down there. You need to boycott the shit out of, of Baton Rouge. I mean, shut that shit down. Go to another city to get your gas or your food or your groceries. But 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 Sacramento and and and, and Louisiana, I mean Baton Rouge particular, ought to be boycotted to the T at least for one year, and then we go back to the table and see where we are. This is Minister G.R. Harden. And as we always say in parting, to love yourselves, to get to know yourselves, and to know yourselves coming by spending time with God, man. We thank you, we love you, and we hope to see you again. Peace and God bless. Brother Charlemagne, your point is right. Black lives matter should never be directed to white people. That's not a message that should go out to white people. Black lives matter should be directed to black people. Black people need to be convinced that black life matter. White people would never be convinced that black life matter, except costs that they have to pay for not valuing white black life. When white life is at risk for not valuing black life, only then will black life matter. But to your point, we spend too much time and energy trying to persuade white people. It's black people that need to be persuaded. It's black people that need to respect black life. It's black people that need to recognize the destructive value of these portrayals. And so why are they villainizing Bill Cosby as Heathcliff Huxley? He was, he exemplified a type of black fatherhood it's very commendable. He was present. He was strong, but he wasn't a tyrant. He wasn't a sucker. They liked, he wasn't disempowered. They liked the disempowered black father in the media today. They showed a black father being punked by his wife. They liked that. The disempowered black father is what they like, or the black tyrant. And so empire is the number one show, and the number one dad on there is hated by his children because he's such a tyrant. So black fatherhood is portrayed either as a punk 